Episode 317, The Rant, Speedy Claxton, Part 2, The Return. Some 230 episodes ago, I sat down with Coach for the first time. The state of the world is much, much different. In this pod, we reconnect with Speedy of what it was like in the beginning of the pandemic, what the end of the season was like last year, what it was like this year, and what he's learned in this whole time of pause. All that and more, Part 2, Speedy, now. The Rant has been brought to you by Geo Studios, now open. They are located one block south of Westbury Train Station in the heart of Long Island, New York. Looking to bring your art or event to life? Trying to record a podcast? Enjoy six rooms of studio space to create audio and visual content. It also includes an 800-square-foot cyclorama wall studio, a state-of-the-art recording studio, three breakout rooms for four to six people each, which include a green room and lounges, a quality surround sound with six speakers and studio lighting, and most importantly, two on-site restrooms. You know I need my restrooms. Book your space today. For more information, find us at geoevents.com. The Rant has been brought to you by The Irrefutable Magazine. Co-editor in design Kevin Sparrick and co-editor at large Ralph Fernolis decided to combine both of their talents in writing and illustrations to bring to you a new online experience from an official's perspective. They both ref, but it's deeper than officiating. They create art for all time. Do you think your brand would be a good fit for The Irrefutable Magazine audience? Want to advertise with us? Visit us at theirrefutable.com slash sponsors for more information. We are the irrefutable. Welcome to another edition of The Rant. I'm your host, Ralph the Ref. I'm with a super special guest, part two, The Return. Hofstra legend, assistant coach at Hofstra University on the men's basketball side. And just my man. Speedy Claxon, how are you, my friend? Good, man. What's going on? Here for round two. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was pulling up here. I started getting the new equipment. He's like, I don't remember any of this yeah, stuff. Yeah, big time now, man. Yeah, I'm trying to. And, and truth be told, I, I, this is how I knew, like, my life's in a different situation. You texted me at 2 o'clock on Saturday. I got, yeah, respond to me to the next day. And I'm like, yo, who is this? And it's like, Speedy. I'm like, damn, I'm playing myself now. <laughs> so, something's wrong with me, man. Um but yeah, so like what's happening now is, I mean, we're in your office and I never would have thought we'd be in this. And we just passed the uh, NCAA basketball season for you guys. Um, what was that like for you this year? It was different. Uh, you know, it was COVID season. Uh, there was no fans in attendance. So it was it was like a weird atmosphere. Well, it, there was no atmosphere. You got to kind of, you had to kind of create your own buzz and energy. Um, you needed everybody on the know from down to the to the manager to the trainer to the strength coach everybody had to provide that energy so we could just uh you know go off of that yeah it always kind of reminded me of like how the school is when you know when you have like a high school semifinals and it's like people are kind of scattered but even then there was just like no fans there was cutouts right it was nobody yeah we had the cardboard cutouts uh we had the virtual fans but you know we we, we made it do what it do uh we got through it uh, it's a credit to these kids. Did they pipe in some crowd noise in there or not? Nah? They messed around with it. And then uh, it did just, bit, no. But they was like, nah, this, this doesn't <laughs> sound good at all. Yeah, it's really difficult. But I, you know what? I want to go back to a year's time. You guys um, won the Colonial, and then you guys were going to go to the tournament. And then everything got shut down. So first I wanted to ask you, 
How were you holding up? How's your family doing? And going back to those moments in March 2020, when was the moment you took all this like real serious? We're good. Uh, everybody's healthy. Nobody tested positive for COVID or any of that. Uh, I would say we took it serious when they canceled the when they canceled the NBA season. And it was like, okay. like where were you at when that happened? I was at home. Um, we was coming. We actually just finished our tournament. You know, thinking we was going to the big dance and all that. And then uh, Rudy Goldberg tested positive, and then that's when the they stopped playing the NBA. And I was like, okay, if they stop and playing the NBA, this is some serious thing that's going on. Mm. Um, this is going to be actually bigger than we expected. Right. Now, in those moments, though, did you think it was just going to be like two weeks and we're back? Yeah. Um, you know, I was like, all right, well, maybe they'll get under control in a month or two, and, you know, we'll get back to some normal life. But here we are a year later, yeah. and we're still kind of dealing with it. Yeah. I mean, it, although it's getting better, um, but – I never would imagine that we would still be deal dealing with this right now. Yeah, that's crazy. And then, you know, I think about the next successive order was the Big East tournament got canceled, right? Yeah. And it happened, like, in Madison Square Garden while it was happening. I think during halftime, they just shut down yeah, the game. That's, yeah, that's what, that was wild. Like, during halftime, they, they just stopped playing. I was like, all right, this is getting super wild mm. now. Like, they're stopping games in the middle of games. Yeah, and that would it's never like, happen unless there was, like, happen. a— like, if there was a bomb or a shooting or something yeah. like that, but yeah, like this is you just knew it was gonna be it was serious at that point. So even then, in the midst of when that was happening, were you kind of like telling your guys like just be ready in two weeks, we'll be back to normal? And then when was that moment when you started realizing like okay, it's July and that's probably not gonna happen no more? Yeah, it was. We, you know, it was kind of like all right, well, we're always, we're always looking ahead two months. We was like, all right, we'll get back in two months. We'll get back in two months. You know, now we're starting starting to plan for summer workouts then summer workouts gets canceled then we're starting to plan for preseason workouts preseason workouts get canceled it's like all right this is ridiculous now like when are we gonna be able to start playing like the season's right around the corner all we're gonna have a season like, it was just it's just so much uncertainty going around and that uncertainty what were you doing that whole time of like because i know you were still trying to stay connected with your players and you're talking about the recruits that are coming so it must have been a weird transition for you to go like, you know, just try to keep your guys. And I, and I would say this for everyone. Like, I definitely wasn't refing. You definitely wasn't playing. And, I mean, they even took the rims down in the city. Yeah, to keep the kids out the park because, you know, um, everybody was getting bored being at home and they was just looking for something to do. And they just knew, I guess, that if people was out, you know, mixing and matching that the pandemic was going to be even crazier. So they tried to shut that down. But, um there was a lot of Zoom workouts with the strength coach and a lot of Zoom meetings, and it just seemed like everything's on Zoom now. <laughs> There's no more face-to-face -face interaction. Now, with um, with the pandemic going on, do you think that there was a positive benefit going experiencing all this in terms of the basketball team? Um, yeah, I mean, you know, we, we learned how to deal with some adversity. Um, we had to go to quarantine, I think, three times. Um you know, you had a lot of time. You had a lot of free time to think to yourself and be by yourself. And, I mean, these kids went through a lot. Um, I think mental illness kind of skyrocketed this past year. And you saw a lot of cases where people were like, yo, I'm mentally messed up in the head. And I think it had a lot to do with the whole pandemic thing. Like, it, it kind of caught everybody off guard. And, I mean, I think this kept us in a weird place over the last year. Yeah, I agree. With this whole year and your experience personally, 
Um, do you feel like you were getting in tune to a lot of things that you did maybe when you were a kid or you were picking up some new hobbies? Uh, I definitely put my chef hat on. <laughs> I started to, to learn how to cook more. Um, you know, I had a lot, I had more free time on my hand and cooking is something I enjoyed previously, but I didn't have that much time to kind of really dive into it. But you know, with the pandemic, uh, it gave me an opportunity to really, really perfect my craft now. So I'm coming over and, and you're going to be cooking me some hotness or what? I can be a head chef now. Okay. Okay. Come, come through. During this whole time of, you know, pause, not knowing what to do and then having your season. And, you know, to me at this moment in time too, it's like, there's still a lot of cases, but I feel as though everyone's masked up and we're just trying to figure it out. Right. Because yeah. we have to get back. Right. Yeah, it, it, it's died down. You know, they got the, they got a bunch of vaccines out now. So everybody's getting vaccinated. Um, Everybody's kind of letting their guard down and kind of getting back to normal life. You, you can kind of feel it dying down and people starting to be a little more comfortable socializing, going out, and just being normal. During this whole time of pause and now getting back, what do you think you learned about yourself as a person? As a person? Um, that I could kind of get through anything. Mm. Um, you know, I, it's tough because I haven't seen like my immediate family much since this happened um you know we kind of stayed cleared of each other and i just can't wait to get back to normal life just so i can see them and hang out with them and give them a hug yeah you know it's crazy i, I like i'll watch on youtube like a basketball event when there's like people there i'm like yeah that was definitely before <laughs> Yo, you, you do the same <laughs> thing right like oh damn because it looks weird now right it actually does like you know what when we at the when we do get back to normal life that's going to be an adjustment to get to see fans in the stands and to to be around people and give them hugs. Like it's going to be weird. Mm. I think people might still keep that distance. Mm. Now, so as the season is done for you guys on the Hofstra side, um, what is the recruitment process looking like now? Because you know, I think about this just on the high school level, right? New York City PSAL Catholic League has not played. So you haven't had a chance to see any of those kids and you're going off of old film that happened right before the pandemic. So just as you said, their their mental might not be the same. But then you have these prep schools where you still are getting a look. And to me, that's all unequal. And it all really boils down to the different strategies that they have for states. What is recruitment like yeah, at this moment in time? Recruitment been weird, too. You know, it's tough. I feel bad for the high school seniors um, because they didn't get to showcase what they could do. Some of them probably lost out on scholarship opportunities, which is a huge deal. Um, but I think a lot of the college coaches, you know, since the NCAA is going to give the seniors another year of eligibility, that they was we all kind of be like, okay, well, when you're in college, you win when you're older. It's like we're going to just stop recruiting high school kids and just wait for the transfer portal and kind of recruit off of the transfer portal so you get an older kid. Have to wait for a freshman to develop. Mm. I think a lot of people are doing that right now. I think that's why the high school kids are missing out on scholarships. And then it's just like, if, if at the very least, if you had some juniors that were thinking about committing, like we were talking about off air, Juan Carlo from Thomas Jefferson High School in Brooklyn, who has a tremendous motor. We talked about that off air. Um, have you been in touch with him this yeah, whole time? Of course, that's my guy. Um, I always stay in tune with him, make sure he's I mentally, um, Stan Ferguson, keep working hard. Because um, he's going to be here before you know it. Mm. He, he has to be ready. So yeah. I, just, I just stay in touch with him, tap in, just make sure he's working his, his butt off. 
Mm. Now, also, you know, we talked about this also off air about the New York High School Madness tournament that's happened down the block at Island Garden. We made that just for the kids that are in PSAL and Catholic League in the city so they can play and have an opportunity. But also just on the flip side, and I never really got a chance to speak to a coach such as yourself about the exposure that they're getting um, and, you know, mixing up the the social media aspect and, and having given them a look. Has that been a positive thing for the coaching yes, community? Yes, it helps because I actually saw saw some highlights of a, of a kid um, and then I reached out to some people and said, yo, who's that? Mm. Because I, I've never heard of him before. I never saw him, but I liked what I saw in the highlights. And I'm probably going to start recruiting the kid now. Okay. So I put him on a list. Okay. So <laughs> so it definitely did work out. Oh, it definitely helps, man. You know, all the film that we could see and us uh, being able to um, evaluate the kids, that's just a plus, positive for them and for us. Right. So just even those kids, I guess, in the city that you haven't had a connection like Juan Carlo, are they just kind of like in limbo if this didn't happen? Yeah, pretty much. If you didn't sign early... I mean, you might be able to get something late, but I mean, it, it's going to be tough because I think people are really looking at the more at the transfer portal than high school kids right mm. now. Um, whereas, you know, at the low major route, you might be able to steal a kid that you might not get in a normal year. Yeah, because that, and, they they're getting under recruited, not even getting recruited at all. Right. So you might be able to steal a kid. I did want to ask you this, like just from watching these highlights. So, like sometimes I'll be at the game. And one team will lose by 20. But then when I see the highlights on Instagram, they make him look like they done scored 40 points. They won by 40. How do you discern that as a coach? Instagram, you can be who you want to be. I mean, so you just got to you, you just gotta have a good eye for talent and just go off. You can't really go off the game that they have. You just got to look, look at their talent level and see what you like. So you, you as a coach, you'd rather see the full tape so you oh, can see yeah, the context yeah. of it. I mean, I'm not going to basically – I'm not going to full out – Recruit a kid based off of highlights. I do need to see him play an actual full game because there's more than highlights. I mean, you know, anybody can look good on the highlight team. Right, right, so right. You definitely need to evaluate a full game. So that's the thing y'all talk about from a coaching staff perspective. Like, yeah, this is not really how it goes down. Yeah, I mean, we we, we know we're we're knowledgeable in the field. We know anybody can look good on highlights. So we we get highlight tape sent to us on a daily basis, and every, they all look good. Yeah, I was gonna say because like like how how could it possibly not look good when that's what their mission is. Yeah, I mean, if you look bad on a highlight tape, something's wrong. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we're taping this on, I believe it's March 23rd, um, and things are moving pretty fast. Um, in terms of recruiting and Hofstra basketball, what is the future looking like, you know, just these next couple of months now that you're trying to be prepared for the next season going forward? I mean, we know we got to add some shooting. Uh, we need to add a couple of bigs here. We lost two bigs. Um, overall, just try to get our guys that we ha- currently have better. Um, they're home right now for a little, little bit break. Um, but they'll be back at the beginning of April, and we'll try to get back after it and get them better. And what's the summer looking like? Are they going to have nor- – they're nor- – you don't Honestly, know. Honestly, we don't know at this point. <laughs> I mean, you take it kind of month by month. Yeah. Um, hopefully we, we can have some summer workouts. But, you know, if we're, if we're going to be here working out, you got to be testing the kids and all that, and that's costly. So we don't know yet. Mm. Now, with those kids, especially like those seniors and um, having that eligibility, um, is it something that, and I just want to know just from the ground, do you think that some kids are not going to take that that offer up or you think they're just going to take it? Uh, you know, I, I think these kids will jump at the opportunity now. I mean, they know that it's not many chances out there now. So if you have something, you better take it. Mm. 
Um, so, you know, just going back, are you going to come down next week and see what, what it is or no? I wish I could, but we're not allowed out. Oh. Yeah, we're, we're still on lockdown. We're in a dead period until June. So we not allowed to, we're not actually allowed to do any recording. Okay, but you could live stream and like yeah, see what's watch, up. Yeah, we can watch live streams. We just can't actually be in attendance. All right. So I'm just, I'm happy that you, at the very least you could see, you know, other kids in a new look. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Definitely. I, I, mean, I love it. I, love, I miss watching basketball. So yeah, yeah. Any chance I get to, to see it, it's a benefit. So I did want to ask you just like personally, if, imagine if we were in a pandemic. We didn't have our cell phones back in the day, oh, right? Man, this so we would be. <laughs> I, I can't even imagine going through the pandemic with no cell phones. Yeah. Uh, this, yeah. Thank God it happened now. Because right. Because back then. Because we, we could take selfies that we are bored. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? We, we, if it was before, it's, I'd be like, yo, if I don't funny. got Craig's number, I'm done. Yeah, it's funny because I did a TikTok about being in a house bored. It's like, bored in a house, I'm in a house bored. Bored in a house, I'm in a house bored. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, yo, you just, you come up with creative stuff to just uh, keep you going, man, basically. Mm. For the seniors that are graduating, and, you know, I coach down the block at Kellenberg, and we were just talking at practice. We just started our season a couple of days ago. And I was like, yo, what's your senior year like? And I was like, it, it sucks. It sucks. It's like we're not getting the same thing. Like, they're in a classroom in a gym. And I was even thinking, like, how are they going to have a volleyball season if there's, like, 300 chairs? So everything is just, like, really messed up. What kind of it's, advice? Go ahead. It, it really sucked for the for the high school seniors and the college freshmen. Um, you know, it was, it was the seniors last year that they missed out on seniors and having fun and being the king of the castle and then for the for the incoming freshmen you know college is fun and they didn't really get to experience have that full college experience um so i feel bad for especially bad for those two classes but my advice would be listen it's gonna get better, <laughs> gonna get better. <laughs> just wait it out at some point it's going to get better man just be patient and uh stay mentally tough and focused what was it like in the beginning of this year um, at Hofstra? Because, you know, I think about when I was going here, I just remember going up and down the Unispan. I'd be at the Student Center. I'd be at Bits and Bites. Like, yeah, it was empty. It just was empty. empty. It was just like remote classing. Yeah, it's a ghost town. A lot of kids uh, decided to do classes uh, virtually. I can't blame them. Um, but, you know, the campus was boring. You walk through the Student Center, and on a normal day, it's jumping in there. Right. A lot of it's lively. People everywhere having lunch, you know, promotion, promotional stuff. But now it's just it's empty. The campus is dead. Mm. And it's still like that even now? Yeah. I mean, who knows? Maybe at some point it'll get better. But right now, it's not. It's dead. Damn. Uh, so I'm just, I'm happy that I'm not in college personally. Yeah, but you, it's not a good time to be here right now. <laughs> what, so that. even what about the um, the athletes' experience? Are they going in class or are they just in their uh, dorm and most, they just? Most of them are doing classes online also. I mean. Because we kind of tried to create our own little bubble, so whereas they'll they'll only be in the gym and or in their dorm room, you know what I'm saying? Or if they go into the dining hall, just grab their food and leave because we couldn't afford for any of them to test positive because then we we'll shut down for two weeks and they'll have to go to quarantine and we'll miss out on games, practices. So yeah, so it's just not even shut, worth it. Yeah, it's not worth it. <laughs> I did want to say that uh, Matt Prince said what up, and uh, my boy Matty Prince. we were talking. We, we were talking about like what the kids do, like how they uh, register for class online. Like that's not what we did. We went eighth, remember A through yeah, F man. at this four six three, doing the number register. Different times, unbelievable, man. But yeah, man, let's wrap this up. We'll leave some more meat on the bones for part three. Any final words you want to say before we part ways? Yeah, man, definitely. 
forward to coming back with part three. I love this, and good luck to you, Ralph. Appreciate it, man. Yes, sir. Speedy Claxton, Ralph the Ref, this is The Rant. We are signing out. Peace.